are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. This is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg. I hope you've had an amazing, amazing week. Baruch Hashem, we had like Ba'imah this week. Again, yes, like everything else, we're experiencing slightly different than what we normally have. It was much more, again, done family-based. It was done people at home, but there were definitely bonfires. There was definitely simcha. There was definitely an appreciation of what Lagba Imer is supposed to be about and how we're supposed to have a love and understanding of what Rabbi Shimon Yuchai gave to the world, how he opened up for us an element of Torah that helps us to understand, to cope, to deal with all the issues and all the problems that we have in our lives individually and as and as a community. It's all it's all there. That was the end of the Alpayam of Torah, the end of the of the 2000 years of the development of the incredible burgeoning and, and, and spreading of, of Torah knowledge and Torah understanding throughout, throughout the, the world. But if Lagboimer is, is gone, then of course we're on the last third of the way. You know, Lagboimer is also the end of the two thirds mark of the sphere. So we're now more than 66% of the way to Shavuos and working our way our way up, and of course, at the same time, we're, we're yearning and, and, and missing our, our, our shuls, our, 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 our places where we can dive in together, and as another yontif comes, we think about how are we going to manage Shavuos without, without, uh, without a shul. So let's talk a little bit about a shul. Let's talk about the mitzvahs and the Torah this week's Pasha. Deals extensively with, 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 with shuls. In fact, there's a pasuk in this week's parasha that says, don't make for yourself idols. And then the next pasuk says, you shall keep my Shabbos, and fear my mikdash, ani Hashem. I am Hashem. Rashi explains, why this portion is placed right next to the one that came just before it, which is the the uh, uh, the issue of <clears throat> of a Jew who was sold as a slave, and he quotes the Medrash, he quotes the Torah Kainim that states the pasuk is talking about one who has been sold as a slave to a non-Jew, that he shouldn't say. Uh, since my master, my master is, is an Anjou, he doesn't do things properly. He maybe even has women he's, he's with that are not his wife. So I'm also going to be like him. Since my master worships idols, I will also be like him. Since my master breaks Shabbos, I will also be like him. That's why these psukim, are stated here that we shouldn't serve idols. We should we that sorry we get yeah, we shouldn't serve idols. That we we should keep Shabbos and we should respect the base of Mikdash in order to warn this person to keep 
to keep the, the mitzvahs. That's Rashi. The Ramban has a little bit of a different take on this pasuk. The Ramban explains that the pasuk is warning about this Jewish slave who was sold to a non-Jew. And the mitzvahs, again, not to serve idols, and, and yes, to keep Shabbos. It tells him to fear the base of Mikdash, so that when he has a chance, even though he's owned by a non-Jew, he should go there. He should go down the Yom and And he should treat it with respect. And the same is true, in fact, for all the mitzvahs. But these three are listed, Avedizara and Shabbos and Mikdash, because they are the others. They are the primary mitzvahs. So we see from the Ramban that these three mitzvahs are called Avais are called primary mitzvahs, meaning that they are really the keys to all the other to all the other mitzvahs. The Sefer Yireim, which was written by Eliezer of Mitz, one of the one of the Bali Teisvus, says a number of halachas learned from these mitzvahs. He says, "You want to look it up? It's in in Simon uh, Tuf Tes." 409 says when one enters the Mikdash or a, a shul or a Beis he is commanded to act in a respectful and an honorable way. Should not fear the Mikdash. Rather, he should fear the one who gave the command about the Mikdash. We see that the Uraim is of the opinion that the commandment to be respectful in a base medrash is, is a dairaisa, is a mitzvah, say, dairaisa, a mitzvah of biblical origin. The Uraim carries on in the next simon, just as Hashem commanded us to fear and respect the mikdash, so too we are commanded to fear and respect the Shabbos as they are compared to each other in the Pasuk. Es Mikdashi Tiro, Es Mikdashi Tiro. It mentions both Shabbos and Moira of the Mikdash in the same, in the same Pasuk. See, what, what, what does it mean? How, how do you fear Shabbos? He says that one should bear in mind to honor Shabbos and uphold it and be fearful about this matter. In fact, you shouldn't fear, again, Shabbos. You should fear the one who commanded us to keep Shabbos. So again, we see that not only must one keep the laws of Shabbos, he must also have a, have a, a healthy awe and respect and fear of its, of its reverence, of its, of its, of its holiness. Now, how do we Really fear Shabbos. So Shimshon Pinkus Zatzal, in his beautiful book, The Ferris Shimshon, explains this concept of, of Moira of Shabbos, of fearing Shabbos, says beautifully. Says, there's, there's a Messiah Sisharim in Perach of Dalid, who explains what's the concept of Yurechet, of fearing sin. He says, I want you always worry about his actions, 
and be concerned that he may have done something that contains some teeny little trace of an Avera, or he may have done something which is not befitting, which is not on the level of someone of his of his stature. And Apinkus explains that one must be very, very worried about Shabbos, as it contains so many things that we're not allowed to do, and relate to literally every step one takes and every single thing one does and touches. And it's very easy to stumble and even, by mistake, inadvertently transgress one of the Lamates Malachas, one of the many prohibitions regarding Shabbos. Since it contains so many details and so many likely pitfalls, probably much more than any other mitzvah in the Torah, one must constantly be concerned and worried as it's almost impossible to never break one of the one of the laws of Shabbos unless you're constantly aware and alert and on guard. Therefore, there's a special commandment to fear Shabbos and to constantly worry so as not so as not to not to stumble. There's also a special mitzvah to honor Shabbos, which people fulfill through preparing beautiful and special foods and, and dressing nicely and, and beautifying their homes. And all of these preparations can sometimes create a tension. It can create a, 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 a worrying situation on Friday as Shabbos approaches. That's part of the mitzvah of fearing Shabbos, which actually stems from the mitzvah to fear Hashem, the one who commanded us about about the, the, the Shabbos. Now, Pingas explains that the commandment to fear the Mikdash also doesn't mean not to, like, speak Devarim uh, uh, uh speak idle stuff in the base Medish. Rather, you should feel a sense of awe and reverence and recognize that I am in Hashem's house. One should feel that sense of, of awe all the time. For if we relax about the, about, you know, and we feel too much at home in the base of Medrash, so then it's inevitable that we're going to come in a, to act in a way that's less than respectful for the way we're supposed to act. And Rapincha says that if one acts this way in the base of Medrash, so Hashem will look at him with love and and grace and fulfill all of his desires. We'll be back in a moment. This is one one point nine high FM soul to soul on the greatest Jewish radio station in all of us. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. One 
101.9 Chai FM, back on your radio here in Johannesburg on Friday afternoon. Baruch Hashem, we have an opportunity to be together again, even though as we're saying, it's another week where we're not going to have our shuls. This is what, what, the ninth Shabbos or something that we don't have, we don't have our shuls. All of, through all of Sefer Vayikra, we're going to, we're going to be making Chazak, Chazak, Venis Chazek this weekend. We made the last one. The Chazak, Chazak, Venis Chazek on Sefer Shemois also at home. So we've missed the whole Sefer of, of the Torah to be able to lay it in, 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 in the shul. And we're looking forward to coming back. And that's what we're talking about. Just before we go there, let me, as I always do at this time, just to give you the important times we need to know for this coming Shabbos, Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Bahar Bechukosai, another double Parsha. Uh, candle lighting today is no later than 11 minutes past 5. 5.11 is the latest time for uh, for lighting candles, but you can do it already from about 20 past 4. If you're ready, if things are moving well, and bless Hashem, they should be. They should be going definitely according to plan and get everything up like you need to get up and everything put away that gets put away. And let's get into Shabbos. We're so excited. We look forward. We anticipate another amazing Shabbos, even if it's not going to be with the community, even if it's not going to be with our friends outside, but with our family, with our Torah, with the with the reunion with the Shabbos Malka herself is a, an exciting and beautiful thing for all of us to to uh, to anticipate. So candle lighting is at five eleven, which means uh, sunset today is at twenty nine minutes past five twenty five twenty nine. So you can dive in Myrev, then about ten to six. The latest, uh, about 10 to 6, or 20 Davin Mayrev. As I say, it's a double Pasha. The Haftarah for tomorrow is the Haftarah of Bechul Kaisai, Hashem Uzi, Yom Uzi. And, uh, we'll read tomorrow afternoon, we'll read Prikayovas, Perik, uh, uh, hey, just, just to correct, there, there seems to be on, on some of the calendars a, a, a mistake. Uh, it is not, uh, Shabbos Mavarchim. Uh, please God be a week from Sunday so that Shabbos of Arachim will be next Shabbos. I think one, one of the, uh, uh, local editions of the Luach, uh, made, made a mistake, but that's, that's, uh, that's the, uh, the proper haftarah. Again, I hope you are keeping up with the Sfirah Sa'imer, doing it right. Uh, the Sfirah Sa'imer on Wednesday night was 35. So if you haven't yet counted, then please, please do so. You can do it anytime today without a, a bracha. And if you haven't missed any days yet, then you can still carry on tonight and continue to make a bracha. It ain't long to go. It's less than two weeks till you can earn your delicious slice of cheesecake for having made it through the entire, the entire Sviras, Sviras, uh, so we're talking about these three basic mitzvahs. The mitzvahs of Avarizara and of fearing Shabbos and of fearing the Mikdash that the Torah somehow at the very end of Pashas Bahar puts together and joins as, 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 as a unit. And from the fact that these mitzvahs are referred to by, by the Ramban as the Ovest, as these three primary and principal mitzvahs, so we see that they are really fundamental 
and if we uphold them, so then we then have a much greater and easier ability to uphold and keep all the other mitzvahs. So even when a Jewish slave who's been sold to a, a, a non-Jew and he's living in the environment of a non-Jew, but if he manages to keep these mitzvahs, even in a non-Jewish master's house, he can be very secure that he's not going to fall. He's not going to falter in any other mitzvahs. He'll be able to keep, he'll be able to keep it up. He'll be able to continue being strong and, and, and being, being focused in his Yiddish guide in spite of the environment that unfortunately he finds, he finds himself. And so we can understand in terms of the first one, in terms of idol worship and even Shabbos. So those are considered very primary mitzvahs. Both of them relate to really the fundamentals of our emunah and our bitochen and our Kaddish Baruch Hu. And, and the realization that Hashem created and Hashem rules and runs the world. And, 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 and that's what the entire Torah is, 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 is built on. However, the question is, why, why, what's the specific commandment of Moira Mikdash, of fearing the base of Mikdash? Why is that considered such a primary mitzvah? So, there's a pasuk much later in the Torah, in Pashas Kisavai, where the Torah talks about the mitzvah of Maishasheni. Maishasheni was one of the tithes that a farmer had to separate 10% of his crop and take it to Yerushalayim and, and eat it, and eat it there, or at least take money, uh, uh, the value of that, uh, of that produce, take to Yerushalayim and buy food, buy food there. And the Torah says, Hashem You will eat it. For Hashem your God, Bamakoyim in the place that Hashem has established the Shakain Shumaisham to establish his name therein, Maisat the Ganchovitiroshkovitchak of the ties of your grains and your wine and your oil uh, and 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 your and uh, your firstborn and, and, and your cattle and, and your sheep. Why? Liman Tilmat. So that you can learn so that you'll learn to fear HaKadosh Baruch Hu all, all your days. And again, it sounds funny. How does eating my sashani going to lead us to, to a fear of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? So Teisva says, Teisva says in, in Baba Basra, the Gemara Baba Basra, the ends of the first parak in, in the Daf Chofalef, says that Chazal made a takana to appoint Torah teachers for children in Yerushalayim. And they base this on the Pasuk, the famous Pasuk in Yeshaya, Kimi Tzion for Chzom Tzion comes out, Torah, Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim. And the word of Hashem comes from from Yerushalayim. And Taisvis, in the Damascus, Kimi Tzion says, because when people saw a great Kedusha and they saw the Kayanim performing the Avoida in the Besamikdash, so their hearts were then more prepared to fear Hashem and to study Torah. My Sashen is so great because it leads to the study of Torah. 
since one stayed in Yushalayim until he ate up all his Maishasheni, he sees how everyone there is totally immersed in, in serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore he too will sort of prepare his heart to fear HaKadosh Baruch Hu and, and want to immerse himself also in, in the learning, in the learning of Torah. And the Ramban, there in, in, in Re'eh also, right, something quite similar, he says, one is, one is obligated to take Maishasheni from all of his crops and eat it in Yerushalayim, him and his children and his family before HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in order, Laman Tilmad Lehira, in order that we should learn to fear Hashem, since the Kayinim and, and, and the judges who stand there before Hashem teach Torah, they will teach him respect and reverence and teach him also Torah, Torah and, and mitzvahs. And the Yezah also says there, when one goes to that glorious place to Yerushalayim, he will learn Torah there. So from all these different uh, commentators, we see that by visiting a place where people conduct themselves with Kedusha, with respect, and with Yira Sashem, where people are completely immersed in serving Hashem, then one's going to be influenced tremendously by, by that to learn how to fear Hashem properly. Rabbi Yoyna on his parish, on the very first Mishnah of Perkeyavis, says that the purpose of all mitzvahs is to learn to fear and, and have awe of, of our Kodesh Baruch So now we can understand why Mayra Mikdash, why fear of the Mikdash, is listed as one of these primary mitzvahs. The mitzvah leads to, to filling a person, to imbuing a person with a deep-seated fear of Hashem. And it's therefore one of the foundations of, of the entire, of the entire Torah. So we have to understand that these, whatever we've said, these, these concepts that we've been speaking until now, so, <laughs> it's not theory. It's, it's not meant to be just a nice idea that you have in your head. On the contrary, they apply to every individual on a daily basis. This foreign effect says, on this pasuk, as mikdashi tira, you shall fear the mikdash. He says, those places that are set aside, that are full of Kedusha, even in Golos, those are the Batekinesias and the Batemidrashas. Those are the places that are full of, full of Kedusha. And even though the Besamikdash unfortunately was destroyed, the Pasuk still says, yeah? And, 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 and there's such a concept as, as a mikdash ma'at, as a small mikdash. And Chazal say that this refers to the Bate Knesias and, and the Bate, Bate Midrashus. It's brought down in the name of the, of the, of the Ravosh. Says now that we don't have a, a, a daily carbon tamid, which was the way of, 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 of redeeming us, of, of, of uh, atoning for us, to 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 uh, uh, destroy and, and remove all of our averus with our avoid in the base of but still Hashem didn't abandon us and He left us 
a tremendous, tremendous bracha. And that is, if we use the Avodah Shavuot, if we use prayer and realize that since Hashem's glory went into Golas from the Bayas HaGodol V'HaKodesh from His holy and exalted house, so our Botanixias, that's called Emitashmat. And they gather there, the children of the nation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of Bnei Avram, to give honor to his name and, and to be sanctified with the Rabbani Shlalom's uh, uh, glory. And it also says, Marik says that a, a base Knesses has talk of the same Kedusha. As, as a base, as a base, as the base of, as the base of Mikdash itself had. Therefore, when a person comes into a base Knesses or a base Medrash, he has to keep in mind that this, this is the most primary and most important mitzvah and realize how many positive spiritual influences he can now get for himself in, in a very short time that, that he is in this, in this, in this very holy place. We can, we can really get for ourselves untold amounts of Yiras Hashem and Kedusha, which are so vital for ourselves, for every person, and are really the purpose of, of the whole Torah. He has to understand that he is now standing in the place where the Shekhinah, where the Divine Presence resides since the time of the Churban and therefore you have to be so careful to fulfill the mitzvah of, of Meira Mikdash, of revering the, the, the shul, and not to act improperly, chas v'shalom, in these, in these very, very holy places by, by engaging in, in, in any kind of, uh, 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 sort of light and frivolous kind of, kind of, uh, chatter, which could lead to the opposite of that kind of of that kind of 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 of, uh, of, of kedusha. And we have to know that it's, that this protects this protects a klal yisrael. You see, we one moment uh, if one could see the 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 malachim that 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 uh, are there when we come into into a shul, we'd be we'd be so overcome because uh, 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 we have to know that. Uh, the the uh, the mafarshim uh, mafarshim say on on that pasuk where we talk about a shul being a a mikdash maat so the redak says when Kaisal davin in a shul I will save them from the hands of their enemies so they should not destroy them this means that the beis protects Kaisal from all kind of harm. And the more one upholds the sanctity and holiness of a base medish by refraining from anything that he shouldn't do, the more it's going to, it's going to protect, it's going to protect him. And therefore, let's, let's end this, uh, this, uh, essay by, 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 uh, just quoting from the, the, uh, the racious, the racious Chachma. He says, Therefore, he says, therefore, my son, since Hashem so much wants the Tfilas of Klaiso, and especially Tfilas said in the Beis Knesses with the, with the Tzibur, 
So, when a person gets up in the morning, he should have the reason and should be enthusiastic to get yourself ready from whatever impurity and get dressed and go to the Tilbeis Knesset where you'll be able to remove from your heart all oh, anything else, any other distractive and, 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 and worthless kind of stuff and attempt to pray at a set time in, in, in a set matter and require and you'll, you'll be able to say Kriyashima in the morning and the evening in the correct time so that Hashem should accept your prayers according to His will. And we should merit to soon see the arrival, the arrival of, of, of Mashiach. What was the purpose of saying all this? So we can certainly understand how severe and heartbreaking is is the current sort of terrible, terrible decree that we are we are going through. Hashem took away from us the ability to go to the Basmedrish to Davin with a Tzibur. And this should frighten us greatly and arouse within us a great yearning to return to the Basmedrish and the Basmedrish. And when Hashem sees that his nation has a deep desire to daven in the base Medrash and, and is heartbroken by the fact that we cannot do so. So he'll certainly, Emet Hashem, allow us to return. Hashem gave Kleiso the mitzvah of Pesach Sheni because the man who were tame and unable to bring a carbon pesa cried out, why should we, we, why should we, we, why should we be worse? Why should we lose out? And bemoan the fact that they couldn't perform the mitzvah since they cried from the depths of their heart and expressed real heartbreak at being unable to perform a mitzvah. Hashem heard their pleas and gave them back the opportunity to make up what they had missed. And surely, if we cry out to Hashem and show Him how heartbroken we are because we cannot daven in a base Knesset or a base Medrash, He will also hear our cry and give us back very soon the chance to return and come back to, to the, to the base, to the base Medrash. We're learning the laws of Yontov Sheni of the second day of, of, of Yontov in, in, uh, outside of, of, of Eretz Yisrael. We spoke extensively about someone who lives in Eretz Yisrael and has now traveled to, to Chutzlaret and is spending, well, we said, depending if he's spending some time or he's going to live there. We discussed that in the previous room. So today we need to talk about what about all the way around? What about someone who's primary residence? is in outside of Eretz Yisrael, and now he goes to Eretz Yisrael either for a a visit, or he's going to be staying for a slightly longer time in, in Eretz Yisrael. And what's he going to do? How is he going to conduct himself in terms of Yontav? Is he going to keep just the one day of Yontav? Is he going to perhaps uh, uh, still keep keep uh, two? It's it's something that has, uh, that has aroused quite a lot of of, uh, of controversy amongst the, the Poiskim and Bez Hashem will deal with it in a minute, but we're going to go for a break, uh, uh, make some money for the station first, 
And then we'll come back with our last segment. This is 101.9 Chai FM. The show is Soul to Soul. Please stay with us for one more segment. There are 39 milahot which constitute forms of work forbidden on the Sabbath. It's the why behind the way we do the things we do. Join Rabbi Musha Schnurb now for Hilchos Shabbos, only on 101.9 High FM. Chai FM, we're back on the radio here in Johannesburg on a beautiful, slightly wintry Friday afternoon here as we get ready for Shabbos on, as they say, the Shabbos is getting uh, uh, earlier and earlier, so we need to sort of be smart and and, and get ourselves ready and uh, as I said, the candle lighting is ready at 5.11 but let's talk about someone who lives in Eretz Israel. And now is going to spend a yomtiv in Eretz Yisrael. So, they did two opinions basically. Some say that someone who lives outside of Eretz Yisrael, that's gone even for a visit to Eretz Yisrael. So, as long as he sets foot in Eretz Yisrael, for, for as long as he is, uh, uh, even, even, uh, 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 temporarily domiciled in Eretz Yisrael, he has the halacha of a ben Eretz Yisrael, and that's from the Lechacham uh, Tzvi, and, and therefore would keep just the one day of, of Yantar. But most of the Poiskim say that since he lives, his home, his parents, his roots are in outside of Eretz Yisrael, even if he is in Eretz Yisrael for a, a visit, he still has the status of someone who lives outside Eretz, Eretz Yisrael. And that's, uh, practically speaking, what, what we do. However, if there's now a, a second factor that's also introduced, let's say a person intends to stay in Eretz Yisrael for quite a long time, or you may even have a, a, a plan to actually uh, do and actually stay in Eretz Yisrael, or he has children already living in in Eretz Yisrael. So then, all these factors together, then we already can take into account the opinion of those who hold that maybe now, since he has long term plans to be in Eretz Yisrael, maybe he should then only make uh, a one day. One day of, uh, of, uh, of Yontif. And, you know, the, the, the reality is that certainly in the last, in the last, uh, several, uh, decades, the, the chances are that, uh, people who come to visit Eretz Israel eventually do decide to, to, to make Aliyah and, and go live in, 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 in Eretz Israel. And, and therefore, then certainly he will, uh, he will have to conduct himself according to the Menhagim of, of, of Eretz Yisrael. So therefore, uh, some want to say that if one goes to Eretz Yisrael, let's say for his year's stint in, 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 in Yeshiva, whatever kind of program, uh, he is, so there are places that say that then he already gets the status of being, uh, 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 someone who lives in, in Eretz Yisrael. And even though he, has clear plans 
to go back to live in, in Chutzlaret and his parents are living outside of, uh, of Eretz Yisrael. And maybe even during the year he's going to go home and visit them. Still, since he has long-term plans, a year even, to stay in Eretz Yisrael, that some place can say that already turns him into a, a resident of, of Eretz Yisrael, so long as he's, so long as he's, uh, so there. And again, there's always that possible chance that, uh, because of his year in, in Eretz Yisrael, he'll be so imbued with the Avasaretz, with the love for the land, that he'll decide to, uh, to stay there. Because, uh, yeah, some say there's even a, a, a Torah mitzvah today to go and, and, and make, and make, uh, make Aliyah. But certainly, uh, uh, everyone agrees basically that if you're just coming for a, a visit, even if you're coming for extended visit, even let's say half a year, so, so long as you definitely plan to go back to, uh, outside of Israel, your, your status would be like someone who lives uh, outside of, of Eretz Yisrael. And if you keep coming back again and again, okay, so when uh, all those visits join together, then maybe you have an argument to say that maybe you're already considered slightly, slightly uh, 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 a resident. And then the, the, the chances of, of, uh, of staying there are, are, are longer. There are, however, of course, uh, many, many Poiskim who who say that uh um no that even if one goes there to show so long as your your roots and, and your family and, and quite importantly your your base of support, you know it's the financial means to be able to allow you to stay in Israel come from parents outside and, and theoretically were they to pull the string and and demand that a and a child come back to 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 Chutzlaritz, they, they they would they would hold sway. So then uh, they would definitely still be considered to be people who live outside of of Eretz Yisrael, and would have to keep would have to keep the uh, the two days of uh, of of And um, right, so uh, so if someone comes, let's say, to visit Eretz Yisrael and. His plan is he wants to do Aliyah as soon as as soon as possible. So that's very good. So even if you come back and and visit a very very short visit, but your 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 that's this is your plan. And even though it's going to be maybe another couple of years until he's able to actually actualize his 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 plan. So since that is his actual plan, so when he's near to Israel, he can conduct himself like someone who lives in, uh, in Eretz Israel. and if certainly, if you already have uh, 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 children or, or, or parents that have already made uh, uh, Aliyah, even if your intention at this point is not to make Aliyah, since you have a definite connection, family ties, deep family ties to, to, to the land, so therefore, that that increases the chance that you might go up to to uh, to uh, Eretz Yisrael. So then, certainly, when he's in Israel, he could definitely conduct himself as someone as someone who lives there. Similarly, many say that if you have bought a flat 
in in Eretz Yisrael with the intention of living there at some when when you visit there and maybe permanently at some at some time. So then, when you're in Eretz Yisrael, then then uh, they would say that you, your halacha is like someone who lives in uh, in 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 Eretz Yisrael. If someone owns property in Eretz Yisrael, then so then then he said that he either goes outside of Eretz Yisrael and and lives. Uh, outside of itself for quite an extended period, uh, since he's already lived in Israel and he has, and he has property there and therefore there's a very reasonable chance that he will go, go back there. So then certainly when he's visiting Eretz Israel, even if it's just a short visit, he will be able to conduct himself like, like a, uh, a, a, a resident of, of, uh, of Eretz Israel. But the reality, so long as someone has not yet properly and formally made Aliyah. So certainly when they are uh, uh, outside of Eretz Yisrael, so then they would need to to keep the second day of uh, of uh, of, of, of Yantav. So uh, if we just sum up, so so people from from outside of Eretz Yisrael who come to visit. In, in Eretz Yisrael, and they have no intention of making Aliyah, so there's no question they would have to keep a, a second day of, of Yontav, and that means be careful to not do any, any Melochas that are forbidden on, on Yontav, and, and to daven the Tefillis of, of, uh, of Yontav, and to make Kiddush, and to have proper uh, Yontav Tikka meals. Right? And if you're in a situation where you cannot find a minion that would be keeping the second day, then it would seem that because the minig of the place is to be keeping only one day, so then one should dive in, uh, in private. Right? Because the, 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 uh, the Chacham said if you come to a place where there's a certain minig, you're not allowed to change from their minig in a public way. Right, so that you know, it doesn't look like you're going against their their custom. But most of the rabbonim in Eretz Yisrael have agreed that if people are in Eretz Yisrael and if they can get a minion that will daven properly the tefillahs of of Yontif, it's allowed, it's accepted in in Eretz Yisrael. It's no longer any, any in any way an insult to the minhagim of of Eretz Yisrael, and you can make. You can make a, uh, a, a minion. As far as the mitzvah of sukkah is concerned, so if a, a guest from, from outside of Eretz is staying by someone who lives in Eretz so on, uh, what Shmini Atzeris, which in Eretz is the last day of sukkah, is Simchas even though in Chutzlaritz we have the custom to eat in the sukkah, on Shminyatzeres, he may not eat in the sukkah because there he cannot change and deviate from the minute of, of, uh, of Eretz Yisrael. If he's by himself or if he's in, in a hotel, so there where it's just sort of people from, uh, uh then he could eat in the sukkah on, on, uh, on, on Shmini, on Shmini Atzeres. There's a great Need so then someone who comes from Chutzlaritz could even ask someone in Eretz Yisrael on on his second day of Yontif to do melacha for him, since really uh, 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 it's it's a it's a uh, 
uh, only a, a really drabonon because the yontav sheni itself is only a a a a divrei chachamim, and certainly asking someone who's not keeping yontav to do malach that's that is forbidden for you is again a a, a drabonon, but certainly lechatkila one shouldn't be having people. Uh, uh, doing malacha for you and, and cooking food for you and stuff like that on, on, on the altar. That's about the end of our time for today. Just a moment to wish you all a wonderful Shabbos together as a family and, and, and use it together and, and unify and make it a beautiful, warm, friendly, levitic, exciting Shabbos. We're going to come again together next week and share some more words of Torah. And in the meantime, to each and every one of our radio family, a good and gesund to Shabbos.